What's up, everybody? It's Bart. Um, yeah. All right. So this, uh, I have another ad copy, which, holy shit, I am starting to make money on this podcast, finally. Um, so I'm just going to read this. Our sponsor, this is going to get stupid. Our sponsor this week is, this is funny, right? A much funnier and more insightful podcast than my own. This is funny, right? Explores a world of comedy from the view of my good friend and better comic than I, Shane Dials. <laughs> you know what, guys? I'm going to stop reading this ad and just speak from the heart for a moment. You convinced that that's not what this says? <laughs> I fucking love this podcast. Shane's funny, interesting, and a great storyteller. I always have a blast when, I want, when I'm on his podcast and when he's on here. What are three words that come to mind when I think of Shane Dial- Dials? Genius. Hysterical revolutionary mysterious dark yeah definitely dark dangerous genius i think i already said that but you get my point dude shane also come on in this you said what are three words and then you fucking give me like five to read friggin amateur all right the rest of it uh i know what you might be thinking that shane paid me to say this and i'm still not reading and i'm still reading off the ad even though i said i wasn't guys i'm not and that's a dangus guarantee. <laughs> Check out his latest podcast where he sits down with national headliner Dave Lando. That that one was fucking legit. It was really good. Um, it was cool to see, like, yeah, that guy has some fucking crazy stories. And I just got to work with him for the first time and, and meet him. But that was a really insightful podcast. So, yeah, check that out. But uh, don't do it now. But as soon as I'm done talking about Shane... Turn this off and go listen to him instead. It's such a great episode. I shit my kimono. Like I fucking own a kimono. It completely ruined the silk and I'll have to get to get new one. And I'll have to get new one. Alright, you fucked this up too. It completely ruined the silk and I'll have to get new one. But it was totally worth it. I will have to get new one. You might be thinking, wait, Bart... Don't most people shit their pants? Yes. Yes, they do. But when you're listening to this is funny, right? (laughs) Something about Shane's voice makes you want to take your pants off. Don't believe me. Don't believe me. Give it a listen. You can find this is funny, right? On iTunes, SoundCloud, and pretty much every, pretty much wherever you listen to pot. Jesus, I can't fucking read. Pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts. Once again, that's this is funny right leave a comment or review and tell him that i sent you and shane will continue on with his day because he's super busy and important (laughs) yeah that's a message from our sponsor um and if you would like to sponsor this podcast hit me up at bartdangus at gmail.com um or if you have any questions or rude comments there's got to be there's got to be one hater out there I, i actually do have one hater and i hope he emails me but it's pretty funny because he, he writes nasty shit on my fucking Instagram posts. Um, but yeah, so the, this podcast is with Al Sugar Bear Parham. We, uh, it was like a car cast. So there's this weird like, I don't know, background kind of buzz thing. So sorry. Uh, I don't know what the fuck it is, but hopefully you tune it out. Um, but yeah, so we, we drove all the way to Grand Rapids in one fucking night and back. Well, he did. I gave him gas money. Um, but we went there to compete in the Dr. Grin's comedy competition. And we both fucking lost. 
Um, yeah. I mean, like, I don't care. I, I'm happy that I just got like a really good set out of it and I got a tape out of it too, unless the dude forgot to hit the push or <laughs> the record button. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Competitions don't mean shit, but it also sucks to lose them. <laughs> Especially when, yeah, oh, whatever. Yeah. So I don't know. We talk fucking stand up in Detroit. So give it a listen. And I don't know. Rate and review this shit because I have one and it's my brother. <laughs> um, but yeah, here it is. All right, it's going. What's up? What's going on there, sir? Uh, yeah. I'm here with uh, Al Sugar Bear Parham. Yes, sir. Parham, yeah, right. Yeah, Parham, that's All right. right. Cool, yeah. And we're headed to fucking Dr. Grin's in Grand Rapids, stuck in traffic right now. Yeah, this <laughs> is crazy. It's like everybody's going in the in the same direction. Yeah. Like, bro. At least it's not fucking snowing right now, though. Yeah, yeah. True, true that. True that. But man, I hate when people are driving. They get in front of you just to drive slow. Like, bro, you could have stayed. <laughs> Dude, stay on the side streets, man. If you're gonna be on the freeway driving slow as hell, <laughs> tell grandma and grandpa to stay over there. Right, grandpa, grandma, the blind people. The blind people, they don't fucking drive. Yeah, you never know, man. Sometimes these people act like they're blind. <laughs> so, so this is like, I think the. The last time, or when did I see you last? Was it we, at that other competition? Over at, in Benton? In Belding? Belding? Yeah. 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 And <laughs> another fucking competition. <laughs> yeah, another competition we did, man. It was pretty cool up there. Um, yeah, except for the part where I lost. <laughs> <laughs> it was It was probably was probably in the oldest golf resort in the history of golf resorts. <laughs> well, you gotta use a regular key, a regular key to open your door, man. Dude, like, that was sick. I, I like that. It, yeah, man. it wasn't that bad. Like I thought it was pretty nice. Yeah, I mean it was nice in there, but last year, man, they really did have like old square TVs when I went in there, bro. Yeah, with some pliers to turn the channel. Pliers? No, nah. well, I'm just kidding. They had pliers, <laughs> but it was still, it was still an old TV. Yeah, you know what I'm saying for a hotel. Now they got the they got the uh, flat screen, so. They upgrading a little bit. They look like they're using uh fucking moving on up. Right. They giving us bigger pieces of soap now. <laughs> you know, they, they, the, the the washcloths are softer. So he, he must be made a couple dollars, man, doing the good uh, deal, golf right? Season. Dude, what's weird about like doing shows like that where you get a room, you know? Yeah. And it feels like, oh, I'm making like I'm making a come up on this. Like I'm making money, but it's right. I already have a place to live. Right, like they, they they pay us in food and rooms. Did you get food? Oh, okay, yeah, we did get food. Yeah, yeah I forgot I, about that. And you know what, man? By the time I got done, I didn't even get a chance to use my voucher, so I think I still got it. I'm gonna take that sucker up there and have twice as much money next time. <laughs> I'm gonna ball out. I'm gonna act like I'm balling. Yeah, dude, I have a hard time eating before or at shows. Even after? No, after is fine, but like before, like at the at the bar. Yeah. Fuck that. Do you do you be nervous? Is that what the problem is? Uh, it, I used to be nervous, but like now I don't want to sit there and eat chicken wings while I'm watching stand up, and then have to go up, you know, with like sauce in my fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> you up there burping and, and, and yeah, dude. Jokes. Yeah, fuck that. 
It'd be the worst. You mess around, get the hiccups. Yeah. In between the <laughs> Yeah. Be begging for water. Like, man, what happened here? Dude, yeah. it's fucking weird that comedy competitions draw a big, like, crowd. Well, you know, the marketing side of it, man, it makes perfect sense because, you know, if you somebody who come up there to do a competition and it's a, a audience vote and they the person who run it know if you want to win they're gonna bring a bunch of people you know yeah. what i'm saying that's what sucks for me is because i don't fucking know anybody here except for comics so nobody's yeah. gonna come to my shit yeah i mean but it's it's, it's we, i think everybody except for if you're on that side of town everybody yeah. got a pretty easy i mean a pretty even road up here because i don't i don't know nobody in, i mean i know people in grand rapids but Ain't like they coming out to see see me tonight, you know. What yeah. I'm saying? It's comics basically. Well, well, knowing Grand Rapids. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I guess it does make sense, like, to make money. But it, yeah, it, it, it seems like if if the name's not known, the only shows that are gonna make money is competitions or like a benefit for something. Right. 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 Yeah, you're right, man. You just gotta. I look at it too, man. Is that if it's like it's a free show, it's a it's a, it's a mic for us to hit. So oh, for sure, yeah. You know, with a chance of getting something, it's better than going to a mic with no chance of getting nothing. Just to work out, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this this mic, this one, you know, you get a chance of moving on to other, you know, bigger, bigger show or whatever later on down the line or to a championship, which. It always looks good on your resume if you're trying to build your your comedic resume. For sure. What what's on your resume? Ah oh, man, um, shit. Uh, I did the Pittsburgh Improv. You know, doing some stuff. Shit. Did, how'd you, how'd you get that? Just calling around, man. Just meeting people. Went over there. You called the Improv and was like, "Hey, pull me up." No, well, no. It was actually open mic I did over there. Oh. Okay. But, but you know, you go over there and do a good job. You got a chance for them to hire you in or, or bring you back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, general manager saw me do a good job, and she's going to have me back. The only thing right now is that they're doing construction. They're going to start doing construction on the improv. So, it's uh, it's, it's, it's not – I think they're going to close it down for, like, a month or so. But, you know, I'm definitely going to reach back out to her. She's pretty nice. And then – um. Wait, but so you drove all the way to Pittsburgh just for that? Yep. Holy shit. How, yeah. What is that, back. eight? Huh? How, how long is that? Like four hours or some change. Oh, okay. That's. So I, I drove mean, there. I, I did that. I met some, <laughs> met, some, met some more comics. They invited me to their other spot they had that night. I went over there and did that. So I ended up hitting two stages that night. Yeah, that's good. That's always the best. Or I, I feel like the most fun for me is to hit mics that i that where they don't know me yeah because then it you know you're you actually material yeah well you're actually like performing for a crowd and not just your all your comic friends that see you you right. know every fucking night right i mean I, I mean when i first started man it was like i was always going to the same spots so when did you start uh like october of 2016 okay so you know, when I first started, and you started in Detroit. Started in Detroit, yeah. I was. I've been hitting, hitting. I started in um, my very first stage that I, like, to be honest, man. I started. I tried it back, maybe six or seven years ago. Yeah. And just didn't ever do anything with it. Did you eat shit? No, nah, it was. It wasn't bad. It was. It was okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
but it was but I didn't do I didn't I didn't stick with it or whatever. It's just like one time I hit a stage, maybe twice or something like that. And then I ain't did nothing else with it. But then my uh first time back was over at the cabbage patch. Okay, yeah. So that was my very first time back. I said I'm gonna do something. And, you know, I didn't I did okay there. I wasn't terrible, but it was I didn't understand the I didn't understand what open mics was. It was like a mic. I think it only had like six or seven people there. And only people there were comics, so I didn't. I didn't know. You know, it gets better than that. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I did my thing. I did okay. But then after that, it was strictly going to like some of the rougher, like comedic type bars. <laughs> like what? Like uh, going over to Mandy's, going over to Starters. Okay. Um, going over to the locker room. I think I've been to Starters. Yeah, Starters is dope, man. With Tony Roney. Um, going to uh, locker room starters, Mandy's. Um, they say, you know, dude, they say is fucking so much fun. Yeah, yeah. You've been to Atwater too, right? Nope, I've oh. been to Atwater. Dude, it is so funny because like, like you know, they're on the same road. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally yeah. like Atwater fifty Road. feet from each other. Right, right, right. Atwater is like the whitest, like broiest. Yeah like craft beer place and yeah. they say it's like i walk in i'm the only white dude there <laughs> like it's it's crazy that but that room is fucking great jay bell dude yeah th- the way that he can like command the crowd and just bring energy back even if somebody totally bombs right right dude it blows my mind right yeah he's a vet man he's one of the, the uh the good the good vets here in detroit man yeah. so that's somebody who you know encouraged me growing up in the game and him and the you know the, the Mike Larrys and Josh Adams, Bobo Lambs, and and always uh, Marianne DeMoss. You know, I, I always I think like they said, man. My error, even though I'm an older guy, I'm still a young comic when it comes to comedy. Yeah. My error of comedy is different than theirs that been doing it for ten or more years. Cause like at least I had the benefit of these older guys, older veterans. When I say older, we all the same age, but these veterans, I had the the benefit of having them giving me good advice, good sound advice when when they came in. A lot of them just had to get their feet wet and get out here and whatever happens, happens type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let, dude, I feel like older people have a, like a bit of a I don't know, like a advantage just being older. As far as with comedy? Yeah, like I mean, just as like, I mean, because, you know, if I see some really young kid who talks about, I don't know, like internet dating or something, <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck about that. Like, right. you live with your mom. Like, what? Right. What? What do you know? Yeah. You, you, he's unrelatable. Yeah. But so, I mean, to me, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I, I agree with you, man. I think the best comics, you know, they, they, they talk about relatable topics and they talk about things that you can... You can you can see you know what I'm saying things you might have went through, but what we do is we turn it into something funny, even though it's something that might have been a bad experience. Like when you hear comics talking about, um, when you hear comics talking about people <laughs> we almost just died. Right. When you talk about when you got comics and they talking about you know uh, STDs and stuff like that, you know that was very unpleasant for them, but somehow they turn it into. A laughing moment, you know what I'm saying? They turn it into something funny. So 
that's what I'm saying. I think the best comics, man, they always find something relatable, turn it around and make it something real funny that, you know, turn into a good situation. Not a good situation. An STD ain't ever a good situation. But you can definitely <laughs> laugh at it. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? You might have had fun getting it. But, you know, at the end of the day. Well, I, like, I think I'm just more interested in hearing, like, perspectives from, uh, like, perspectives that I don't know about, you know? Right, right, right. Like, and if you're able to, like, bring me into your world and, like, like I want to hear that, like, outlier shit, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't want to hear the same, like, like, what bums me out about some clubs is it, you see some, like, brand new dude go up and do, like, oh my wife is a bitch and yeah. like it's like god damn it dude like it's insane that this works right. here but it's like not like funny. progressive or something right that's that's the white man way of saying it's not funny man you can just say it's not funny uh, yeah it's not shit's not funny man if it's not funny you gotta tell people shit ain't funny so they stop doing it <laughs> would you drop your phone yeah we good yeah You got two phones and a microphone, and you're driving this car right now. <laughs> I'm doing a lot, bro. I'm doing a lot. Yeah. That's all right, man. When you, when you're a father, you used to do a lot of shit. Hold it. You want me to hold that for a sec? You have kids? Yeah, man. I got four. Damn. I have none. You got no kids? Nope. Man, that's hey. Let me say say this, man. This ain't the not having kids or anything but shit if you're a comic without kids man you should be on the road hitting the road as much as you can yeah right you ain't got to take nobody football practice this practice pick them up from school it's all about you man yeah do, you, do your kids know that you do stand up yeah yeah i mean I, I went over everything with them pretty much let them know like i i'll probably be missing some things how old are they i got two boys uh 12 and 13 and two daughters 14 and 18. okay so, yeah, man, they, they enjoy this life without kids. I mean, having kids is a joy, and kids are fun, and you're going to have fun when you have kids. And, again, you're going to have fun when you're making kids. But, <laughs> but when you not, yeah, you don't I, have I just any. practice a lot with my girl. Yeah, that's all you <laughs> hey, That's all you need, man. Go ahead and get practice. Practice makes perfect. Yeah, dude. So who who do you think uh, who do you think's killing it in the Detroit scene right now or who are your, who are your like favorite just in Detroit yeah or um, like local well I mean people that we're, we run into you know like everybody know like Josh Adams one of the one of the best I hope so like he's like one of the dudes that like I strive to be yeah yeah Josh is one of the best and you got um I like Craig Capone I don't know who that guy is oh that dude's hilarious you got um Boogie Boogie Alton Boogie Williams He's hilarious Um Shit I know the name But I don't think I've met him You know my boy Cam Rowe Yeah Dude God damn it That yeah. That set that he has Is so Well written Yeah It is amazing And I think I've seen it In like a few different Like time lengths Yeah But The first time I saw him Do that set Like Holy shit I laugh my ass off and then the second time I saw him do it again like I knew what was coming but still still hilarious yeah. dude yeah yeah dude he's, he's hilarious man I like I like working with him man because I like watching him too because he's, he's funny man yeah um we got Howie Bell Mike Larry you know Jay Bell like you said yeah 
But yeah, I, you know, I, I watch all these guys. You got historical guys that still give you good advice. You got like Mike Bonner. He's been doing it, I think, 30 years. He's on Def Comedy Jam. Uh, Bill Hill been doing it for a very long time. He Wait, was on Mike, Def Comedy Mike Jam. Bonner just moved back, didn't he? Yeah, I don't know is if he that, just moved back. Is he that who we're talking about? Yeah. He's, he's like the white dude with the beard, kind of no, like red. No, Mike no? Bonner's a black guy, man. Oh, Boy, shit. Hey. Okay. <laughs> nah, he, he got his own radio show. 9, 10 at uh, 11 o'clock at night. I was on it last night. Um, yeah, man, you got to look at we'll, we'll, we'll pull up some video of Mike Mike Bonner, man. He was on he was on Def Comedy Jam. All right, yeah. Um, yeah, man, those are those are some of my favorites. I hope I ain't miss nobody. Ronnie Chanel. Yeah. <laughs> hilarious is, you know, a hilarious female. Uh, um, Simply Chanel, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I did her room the other night. Yeah, Mary. I ate shit there. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It could be, it could be rough. Yeah, whatever. Um, man, we got it's a lot, man. It's a lot. You know what, man? I think, like, from my experience, like Detroit is kind of like the boot camp of comedy. Yeah. So, like, when you say you went to a certain room and you ate shit. I mean, it, 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 it's all come down to how you how you take it. Like you, you's like, okay, what could I have done different to to get them laughs? What could I have done better? You know what I'm saying? Or is it just like, fuck it, I'm just never going back to that room again? Dude, fuck that. Like, I feel like uh, like that blows my mind when people don't like. Okay, if there's a room that I'm not gonna go to, it's because I went there once and it's like a horrible setup for comedy. The people the dude or people who are running it don't give a fuck about it right like that's how i feel about that that, place i am tramming man which one trixie's yeah no shit dude no it's been good lately man has it like the last i only went there one time because i was like i hit every bar yeah once let me try this one time man it was probably three people listening when when did you do it it had to been some money. It was last year. It, okay, dude. I guess I say about four months ago. It was about there's people in there smoking all over the place, and my eyes were hurting. <laughs> it was like two or three people listening. Then oh, the rest of the people no, was all around that, there talking and shit. That's not Trixie's. You're thinking of a uh, painted lady. Yeah, painted lady. Painted yeah, lady. Th- that mic's dead because yeah, it should be because I, yeah, I I agree. Sadly, yeah, it's not a. Uh, it's, it's not. It's just me. not conducive for stand up. Yeah, it's to me. It's like no point in even going there. Yeah, like, what am I? What am I getting out of going here? I'm yelling, wasting my time, killing my vocal cords. Yeah, no one cares. Just for the just for the sake of being here, man. Hey, hell no. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. See, I thought you were talking about Trixie's. Now, I mean, where's Trixie's at? I that, that's that's in Hamtramck too. Where's it at? It's on Joseph Campo. Uh, I don't know. It's close. I think it's on off like Conan or Canada, dude. Conan. I, I don't fucking know. It's they got like green lights in front of it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, like that one when I first came here it was like okay and then it dipped down real low, but lately it's been fucking fun. What what day is that on? Uh Tuesdays. Who runs it? Um Ken Witzgall and like Blaine was running it for a while. Okay. And Kevin Pat Zelt. Just yeah. started okay. co- co-hosting it, but it's been more fun lately. Yeah, I'll, I'll check it out, man. I don't, I don't mind hitting mics, man. I just gotta get something out of it. If you know oh, what I'm yeah, saying, I don't sure. want to be sitting there 
yelling over a crowd, yelling over, you know, smoking, trying to eyes is watering and burning. It's like, man, when I left the other place you said to paint a lady, I was like, what the? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely rough. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like, a room from that is totally different than just bombing at somewhere where you can do good, you know? Right. And the reason, and, you know, it's different reasons you can't do good. If it's just a reason that oh, yeah, maybe people ain't listening, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that too. I, I try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Every room ain't conducive for everybody. Sometimes you gotta, like, Marcus Olin, man, I, I noticed, like, he kind of changed his style and got his style together. You know how, what I'm saying? And how he's, so? He's doing good. I mean, he's more, he stays in the urban room, so his energy's a little different now than it was when I first seen him coming around, like, maybe a year or so ago. I, I think he's just gotten better. Like, yeah, yeah, dude, dude's gotten better. Funny, man. Dude, and he, he, he runs that Atwater show, mm-hmm. and I feel like running a show makes you way better yeah because you get as much time as you need yeah well i mean like with the show that i run like i never want to make it about myself yeah. you know and like hog the mic yeah but i don't know maybe like learning how to uh try and like bring the energy back if mm-hmm. something bombs super hard or somebody bombs real hard like i feel like that's like a real important skill yeah you know like even even with that said, man, when you when you got your own room, like you can kind of dictate how much time you got, so you can always yeah. try new jokes out all the time. Yeah, definitely. You know, throw your regular stuff out. Can't nobody tell you, man. You need to get off the microphone. Yeah, it's your room. So yeah. you just, I mean, you want to be mindful so people, so comics will keep coming back. But I'm just saying, you know, you that's why that's one reason you can get better by having your own mic yeah you you think marcus uh does mostly urban rooms um i see him i i i don't know man i don't really be watching what nobody else is doing <laughs> to be honest with you yeah yeah but I, i've seen him in a few i've seen him in, i've seen him in quite a few actually yeah dude so. it it's really weird to me when people like don't like why wouldn't you want to try those rooms yeah, like it, the last podcast I did with was with Joel from uh, Fragmenti. Fragmenti, yeah. Yeah, I was with him last night too. Okay, yeah, dude. He told like we were talking about all the different types of rooms and everything, and he was saying that he's only done like one black room ever, ever, ever. Which is like that kind of blew my mind. How did he say he did? Not well, because he said it was like the first few shows that he ever did. Okay. But he also said that he, like, he did five open mics, uh, then did the mic at Ridley's, uh, and got on. Okay. Like, it seems so crazy 10, 15 years ago where you do it four times, and then all of a sudden you're a feature act. Hey, man, it's, it's timing, bro. Yeah. It's timing. You know, sometimes it's a look at the timing. My, uh, like, the one guy that I met in another city who was at a, uh, doing at a big club, he was doing it for 15 years, but he said his first time he went to the big club and asked, you know, told him he was a comedian. He opened up for Dave Chappelle. Like, you know, going. Are you talking up. about Lando? No. Okay. Because I also heard another story about, you know, who that guy is Dave Lando. Yeah, 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 yeah. I heard that he opened for Chappelle his sixth 
time on stage. Yeah. Shit, that's man, fucking you know, nuts. You never know if they need you, man. You, you that's why, that's why you just got to keep pushing because you never know when you're gonna need be needed. You never know. You never know any of that. Yeah. Man. So just stay prepared. Yeah, but do you think that like, like it seems like now maybe more people are trying to be comics and there's less professional opportunities like that because, I mean, everything else here aside from, like. I mean, what clubs is there? There's Ridley's and Punchline, which just started. Yeah, Ridley's Punchline, but then you gotta. And then it's all bar shows. Yeah. Which I don't, right. I don't mind, but I'm, I'm like starting to realize that the, the difference. bar shows is like the alt scene. Yeah. But I don't feel like it's alt, because when I think of alt scene, I think of like, you know, some goofy ass dude with like a banana on his head, like <laughs> talking, like singing O Canada or something yeah. like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man, you you see, it's a difference. There's a big difference between the bar scene and a and a and a and the shows, you know. And then then you just gotta stay from, from, in my opinion, just stay in these Facebook groups like the MCN. You know, some people some people do post. They looking for somebody to be a part of their show or do that the other. You know, when, if I get like a notification from that MCN like yeah. on my phone, I'm usually like swipe it right away just to see. Yeah, and I've gotten some like pretty good gigs off that yeah but yeah. it's just like first come first serve right. and also if you're not a complete psycho and <laughs> right. you know can do a few minutes right right <laughs> right yeah man you just gotta you just gotta be hungry man yeah when you're hungry enough you you will create opportunities oh for sure you know what i'm saying if you was if you was stuck in the woods in the middle of nowhere i'm pretty sure you'll find something to eat once you get hungry enough yeah you, but you can't do that with stand-up can you imagine living way the fuck out there yeah, I'm just saying, man. You, I'm just saying, you, you, you figure out a way to get on more mics. You figure out a way to get booked. Yeah, yeah. You figure out a way to get your name out there. You know, you just gotta, you just gotta keep pushing, man. I know this thing in a comedy world, man. It ain't easy. It ain't fast. You know, it takes time. It, it's kind of nice that it's not like overnight. Yeah, like I don't know. Like I talked to my mom about this stuff, and she's like really supportive and everything, but like. You know, she's like, you know, you need to get your stuff out on YouTube's, and yeah. how come you're not working yet? And it's like, if I was given like the opportunity to headline at a club, I couldn't do it. And I'm not in a rush to like. Uh, obviously, like I want to be a working comic and not have yeah. a day job, right. but I'm not in that rush to like. Like I want to be good before I'm given something like that you know right yeah i agree man but i agree it, you want to yeah. be prepared because sometimes that one shot might be your only shot yeah so you go Dude. up there you're not prepared and you like hella terrible yeah i mean it's also like i also think it's important to like uh you know push yourself yeah like yeah I, the, like i'm like starting to feel comfortable with 15 minutes yeah but you know 10 is pretty easy but when I first made that leap, it's like, oh, fuck. Like, I don't know. But, like, I feel like I can riff enough to, you know, make it to that 15 minutes if I only have 10. One one thing that, uh, like, a comic, because what I used to do, what I still kind of do when I'm a, when I'm available, is I go to Punchline and I'll uh, meet the national headliner, get to know who they are, you know, talk to yeah. them, try to... And so one of them, one of the things he did tell me, man, is, you know, 
don't don't look at your time as much as you look at your funny. You know what I'm saying? So if you can, it's better to kill to kill a crowd for eight minutes and get off stage than be talking about well shit. I got to do seven more minutes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you kill it for eight minutes, I'm pretty sure the people ain't gonna say, oh man, you know you owe me seven more minutes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They, yeah. True. They're gonna, they gonna be happy with what you just did and and you can keep it moving you know what i'm saying and then you gave them you gave them a little sizzle i call it a little sizzle meaning it's just <laughs> like if you walk past like if you if, if somebody's selling steaks and they walk past you with a great smelling steak you're gonna smell it like shit i want some of that you know what i'm saying yeah so you gave them a little sizzle so they're gonna <laughs> want you to come back like shit bring that back bring yeah some more of that yeah dude always keep them wanting more yeah yeah so I don't too much look at the time, man. I just look at the material. You know, I pre- I feel like my stuff is pretty solid. Um, yeah, man. I just I just keep on pushing, bro. Yeah. Keep on pushing. How do you think, uh, like, white and black rooms differ? The white and black rooms are different. Yeah. The um, white white rooms are way easier, man. Yeah. Trust me. Like when I um, like I told you when I first started. I was going to the to the black rooms, the tough black rooms, the uh, like the Mandy's, the punch, the uh, not punchlines. Is Mandy's still around? Yeah, they do. They do show on Monday nights at uh, ten o'clock, ten thirty. Shit. Ten o'clock, ten to ten thirty, something like that. And so, I was hitting those rooms every single week, and that's how I kind of built my exterior. And then you know, I just felt like that's how comedy is. I didn't, I didn't think one way about it or the difference. Until, you know, I met Cam, and me and Cam did a show. I mean, Cam was up at uh, the Crowfoot when I first met him, up in Pontiac. Shit. And then when he did that show, you know, we got to talking, and I was talking to him about my group that I was trying to start, the Big Boys of Comedy. And uh, he ended up inviting me the next day to go to a VFW hall with him to do a show. Now, when we went to that show, it was all all white people all older white people so like I'm a, I'm, legit vets yeah, I, yeah i'm assuming they was and so i'm gonna be honest i was a little nervous because <laughs> that was my first time doing with all white people yeah you know all older white people at that so i didn't know what to expect so to make a long story short short man it was like they loved me and cam the other couple of comics that was there they did okay but they they loved me and cam we smashed it and um you know, I, I realized, I was like, damn, white rooms are a little easier. Black rooms are tougher because <laughs> yeah. people people are, the, the, the black comics, man, you can't, well, not black comics, but the black uh, comedy fans, you know, unless they know you, unless you warmed up to them, you can't really sit up there and tell long stories. That's what I realized, like, with the white comics, they, they got good stories, you know what I'm saying? Right. That's leading up to a punchline. The black, the black fans, you got to hit them with jokes immediately and keep hitting them with jokes i feel like like black audience like energy too yeah which that's like kind of my downfall is i'm not very like you cool i'm not yelling and like you know right doing much except telling jokes or trying to right yeah or yeah like high energy and you gotta like sell it like sell it fucking hard yeah yeah you're right man and you know and once you get them on your side, it's easier. But you just got to keep them on your side. Yeah, you know for I mean? sure. Yeah. So like I said, man, I, I've I've 
done them at the, you know, a lot of the Mark Ridley's and and a bunch of day. I, I do comedy anywhere, man. I just yeah, yeah. I just got faith in my in my uh, I got faith in my uh, material. So yeah, man, it don't, it doesn't matter to me where you put me. But like I said, the white room is a lot easier. Is uh, doing flat rooms? <laughs> do you, Do you think like you change your set at all? No, for man. white rooms. No, I think I think if I can make the black crowd laugh, you know what I'm saying. I'm, I can make the white crowd laugh. Yeah. So you wanna you wanna make sure your stuff is tight enough to make the, the white the uh, black club the black the black uh, comedy fans laugh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know I, I realized like well my style probably based upon being in the places that I was starting off at, you know, my style is a lot more aggressive than anybody. I mean, the the inner city style is aggressive. Like I was watching, I was talking to Cam, because Cam, he's from here, but he did, he lived in California, was doing comedy. And I was telling him, man, just watching, because I always watch comedy, you know, on YouTube, via wherever they at, East Coast, West Coast, it doesn't matter. And And I realized like, the people on the West Coast are more like you, laid back, cool, but they still hilarious, you know what I'm huh. saying? But the people on the East Coast, they're more aggressive, you know what I'm saying, with the, with the jokes. Right. They're Damn. More. See, like, when I, I think about, like, you know, will I have to move to L.A. or, or uh, New York? Right. And I feel like I would fit more in it in New York, but I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't see why not, bro. Yeah, like I, I mean, it's it's weird thinking about how you're saying like East Coast is more aggressive. Yeah. And maybe. Yeah, I, I, I think like the way that I interact with like my best friends is super aggressive. Like we're always just like knocking each other down, you know, and yeah. shitting on each other. But that's the way that we hang out. But, and maybe I don't translate that to stage very much, but yeah, man, it's, it's <laughs> I mean, it's it's a it's a like I said, it's a difference. It's more it's it's more aggressive. I mean, I think New York. The thing about New York too is New York is like a melting pot of everything and everybody for sure. So you know, your style, you you find where to stick your key in and open <laughs> that door in New York. You know what I'm saying? You you'll find it's it's it's, it's stages in New York for you. It stages in New York for anybody. It stages yeah. in New York for the best comics. It stages in New York for the worst comics and the and and the in betweens. You know what I'm saying? New York is such a melting pot. So yeah, man, I I would never tell you no, man. Don't go to New York. Yeah, yeah. That'd be crazy. You just gotta. You just gotta. The the one thing I know is about comedy that helps comics out or help me out. Is believing in your material and believing in yourself, dude. I yeah, I think that's like another thing where, like, sometimes I get bummed out about not getting on something, yeah, or not, yeah, not getting on something or being denied places. But it's like that's not my lane, mm-hmm. which is sick because like you kind of carve your own lane and. You don't want to be that dude who's, like, good for everybody because then you're going to be a fucking, like, glass of water, you know? Yeah, wow. Like, no interest. Well, I think, man, if you good for anybody, you mean it's just funny all the way around, or what do you mean by that? I'm saying, like, 
like it, if everybody finds you funny, then I feel like you're going to be... And I'm not talking about every all comics. I'm talking about, like, let's say all of the U.S., you know? Like, I feel like it's just going to be watered down and very, like, easy, digestible stuff, you know? But nothing that kind of, like, digs. Yeah, I think, man, if you... If you I understand what you're saying. You said sometimes it got to be a little controversy or something that can slap you, wake you up type of thing, like a David Chappelle type of... Yeah, and, and I'm not saying, like, be controversial just to be controversial, but, yeah. like, like I think about with Bill Burr, he's going to, like, tell you a fucked up idea he has, yeah. and then he's going to convince you, like, why it's right and why it's funny. Yeah. And, yeah, I love that. Yeah, I um, I think my thing is, man, if you, if you're funny for everybody, at the end of the day, we want to get booked more. For sure. So shit, if you can, if you can translate to any genre, any you know, age, sex, whatever. Yeah. You're gonna get booked more, make more money. That's but, that's the way I look at it. But I think it's also like, like, does everybody think you're you're funny? Well, and it's like watered down. Or and you're not really that funny, right? Versus like, can you adapt to every room that you go to because you go to a bunch of different rooms? Yeah. Which is that like that's what I'm shooting for. Yeah, to make that adjustment. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm gonna tell you some fucking weird, goofy, stupid story, but and try and make it work in every room, you know? Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Just you, just if you're funny, you're funny, man. Yeah. They should be able to drop you in the middle anywhere. Like sometimes, I can tell one joke and get everybody doubled over laughing, and then I can tell the same joke somewhere else and the people just regular laughing. You know what I'm saying? Regular laughing. Regular yeah. laughing, or just giggling or something. I don't. I never been in a room. I never even seen. And you know what? I watch a lot of comics, and I watch the best. And I, and when they pan in they, that that camera through the crowd. It's rare that you see every single person in that crowd laughing. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and that's that's real rare that you see. If they got a thousand people in there, a thousand people in there laughing, you're going to always have them scattered people in there that's not laughing or don't find it funny or whatever. Yeah. So, man, I, I like, man, you can't appease to everybody, bro. Yeah, yeah. You just got to shit. Keep your trust in your material and and, and use it. And move on. Yeah, let, I, I like that. Uh, that analogy for like, it's like, like once you get a laugh going, you know, mm-hmm. you kind of got to keep that rhythm going to it, mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, keeping a feather up in the air. Yeah, like knowing when to like hit it again, you know. Right. Which is, yeah, I I think that's what I think about a lot right now, and what I'm trying to work on is like getting that rhythm you know right right yeah man that makes sense that makes sense if you got the crowd laughing you don't want them to bring them down yeah well it's, it's knowing like when to throw that tag in you know right like because you don't want to do it too soon otherwise they're not going to hear you if right. they're laughing and you don't right. want to do it too late because then they're done right yeah man it's all about timing dude yeah yeah, you know, it's crazy. And that's a part of comedy, man. Getting your timing together. It's almost like boxing. Yeah. You know, getting your, I don't getting know your shit about right. boxing. Uh, 
It's okay, man. I, I mean, I know that you punched the other guy. And, right. And you, you, can't, you, you can't use your feet. <laughs> right, you just punched the other guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> you can't use your feet except for dancing. Right, right, right. So, yeah, man, I, I, I agree with you, man. Just when you keep them laughing, I like them to keep laughing because it works. It's easier work. If they laughing and you get them laughing, yeah. you keep them laughing, it's easier than trying to get them back up again. Oh, for sure. So what other urban rooms have you done? Um, so I've done, they say, Punchline, um, Snookers. The uh, pool hall? Yeah. With uh, Jason Jameson? Uh, I think so. It was a long, like when I first moved here. Okay. That fucking sucked. <laughs> um, like, just because I feel like that room's not it's like a giant warehouse with people playing pool and then this weird little cubby. Right, right, right. Yeah, I don't know. Like, because I like the... If you go to my room, it's the back room of a bar mm. and it's super small. It's down a hallway, you know, separated from the bar. Where's your, now, where's your room? Uh, LJ Sweetheart Bar. Where is that at? Corktown. Okay, I ain't know. What day is that on? Monday. So I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's, I just learned about another mic yeah, on Monday. Dude, anytime you want to come out. Dude, it's like, so that makes it about five mics on Monday. Yeah. So Detroit is saturated, man. There's no reason somebody can't get a can't go up there and get a dude and get hit, on a microphone. Hitting a couple mics in one night or three is fucking great. Like Tuesday is usually the day that I I try and do that. Like, Thursday was my day to hit three mics. Like I go to uh, they say uh-huh. try to go in there early. At, if I get there at 8 yeah. and say J. Bill get me up at by 8.30 mm-hmm. and I go from there to uh, I was going to Chicks which was starting at like 10 oh shit uh, Puddin? and she used to run it yeah. back in the day is that she, still going? it's still going but uh, is it still paid? Uh, Detroit Red is doing it okay yeah so yeah I I've, I've done one, that and then I hit uh then I'll hit uh, locker room after that when it was around. Locker room ain't around no more. Okay. So that was three mics in one night. Hell yeah. And then I was hitting uh, uh, starters before Punchline came around. Right. I was hitting starters on Friday and Saturday. Then Monday I was hitting like Baker's and hitting Mandy's. Yeah. yeah I've always wanted to go to Baker's, but... I've been doing my show for like over a year, and that's that's that. Mm. You ever go to New Way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to New Way. Only only thing with New Way, like if you hit Baker's first, or you hit something earlier, uh-huh. you know it's it's hard because you're gonna sit there, dude. Yeah, twenty some comics. I do. I don't. Ugh. I don't feel like sitting here for that long. You know I, mean, well, I don't. Yeah. Like, I had Monday off because the bar was rented out for like a work party. Yeah. And. I was like, oh, I guess I'll fucking go to New Way. And, you know, I was hanging out with Brett Merson. He was like, oh, dude, it'll probably be fun because there's no prankus and everyone will be there. Yeah. To my room. And we went and it was just like, fuck. Like, we were the very last comics. We oh, we wow. even got there kind of early. Y'all were there early and still was the last comics, yeah. bro? And, Jeez. dude, it just, that one, it just, like, bums me out. Every yeah. every time I go there, because I, I went there a few times before I started my room. And you know the thing is, when you go there, you know a lot of times I found or I've seen where 
comics bring their people with them yeah and then when they get off stage they take their people with for them. sure yeah i mean that's especially like new comics doing that you know i've been there and, and did i've been there like and went after like somebody or was two people down from somebody and one person went up when he left everybody left out the bar pretty much out yeah. the seating bar everybody else was just sitting in the bar area yeah it's like bro dude when i went though there monday like josh adams was there oh yeah and i was like damn well then you know he gets up whenever he wants which is he should fu- he fucking deserves that yeah and you know he went up and there was like just two really drunk people who were heckling and he like shut them well he fucking roasted him for his entire set and didn't get to do any of his material, which he was kind of pissed at. Yeah, that's... But he's f- funny as hell. And I, and I asked him, I was like, do you come here, like, all the time? And he's, like, saying that he tries to do the harder rooms. Because if you can, you know, win there, then you can fucking win anywhere. Mm-hmm. But fuck, man. That's a that's a waste, man. You sit there and you fight with hecklers the whole time. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a total waste, like... Unless, unless they're just like yelling shit, you know, and not right. paying attention. But, like my room is is heckle encouraged. Oh, okay. But, it's not like. It's it's not like people just yelling. You suck, you know. It, it basically allows like when there's new people up. Yeah. To break the tension. Okay. You know, and right. and keep the crowd. Which has been a lot of fun, and. I mean, there have been a handful of people who don't like the idea of it. And then they come check it out, and they're like, "Oh, this is fucking great." That's a uh, Cam told me about a room. I thought it was in Dearborn, where people can mess with you. Yep, that's yeah. That's yours. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, your room is in Dearborn. No. Oh, but you saying yours will do the same thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. Um, yeah, I think he's done my room once. Who? Cam. Cam. Yeah. Yeah, Cam goes out, man. Yeah. Cam. Cam goes out. Yeah. Um, dude. So also, you're gonna be on the Family Feud tonight. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. I looked at the time. We're gonna fucking miss it too, huh? No, it starts at seven. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up. I forgot I was trying to load this video I made for the for the fans. Yeah, it starts at seven, and we're right now we're tracking to be there at seven o'clock. Cool. So we shall see, my friend. But uh. Yeah, I mean, what was that like? You get to talk to Steve Harvey? Yeah, man, that was that was a good experience, man. I mean, like how we got on was my my family went to uh, my aunt, who was a pioneer in this. She uh, she found the audition information. Um, my family sent in the audition tapes, and um, what, what what was the audition tape? Well, what they did was we was actually at my mother's birthday, and they had my uh, my mother's birthday party, and. At the clubhouse of, of her uh, apartment building, of her apartment complex or whatever, of my auntie's apartment complex, and um, they ended up just getting my my one aunt. She plays the organ, so she got on the piano and that was in there, and she uh, she started playing, and then they started singing or whatever. My cousin recorded it on his phone, and then from there, they shot it over to the family feud place the family feud people and then from the fam- from there you know they sent an email saying they were interested in us 
uh, coming down and auditioning. So when we but got, but yeah. it was just you, your family playing the piano. They, they were singing because they sing. Okay, did you sing? Wait, were you I singing? I, on didn't, it? I don't sing. I don't, <laughs> sing. I don't sing. But it was. Uh, Where'd they film it? The actual show. Yeah, the Chicago. No, the actual show was. Um, the actual show was in. Um, um, Atlanta. Oh. It's down in Atlanta. Do they always film them there? No, they actually moved it to L.A. now. Oh, shit. Wait, so if you get back on that, you're going to have to go to fucking L.A.? No, man. Everything was recorded. It's pre-recorded already. So it was done. We were done. We did all the filming back in April. Oh, damn. So, yeah, man. We we had to know the reason. We already know the results. The hard part about it is, you know, everybody asking you, you know, what's the deal with y'all win? Did y'all win? Blah, they split or whatever. So trying to tell people, nah, man, we can't give you the results up. You know what I'm saying? And people asking all the time. So we had to kind of keep it under wraps because if you if you win and you don't and you tell people they're going to uh, they're not going to get your, your money. Damn. Yeah, man. How much money can you win? I mean, if you there for, I guess if you, I mean, you can win, if you win the bonus money every time. So if you there for, shit, four days or five days, whatever it is, I guess you win, I guess you win a hundred thousand. Holy shit. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah man, so you could up. be rich right now and yeah, you I can't mean, even say anything. Right, exactly. Is that why you're wearing a crown right now? Huh? Is that why you're wearing a crown right now? <laughs> Yeah, man. She, um. So, yeah, man. It was, it was, good, <laughs> it was a good experience, man. We, uh, we're going to be back on there today. Yeah. But, so, did you get to talk to Steve Harvey at all, like, outside of the taping of the show? Yeah, I mean, like, the show, in between the shows, is, um, while the show is taping, so they edit it down, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, Steve yeah. comes out here and talks to the families uh, extendedly, you know what I'm saying? He knows what you're doing. He knows who you are. He knows all that good stuff, you know what I'm saying? Because well, you get to introduce yourself. I think my, um, excuse me, I think my family actually sung, but they didn't, I don't think they aired the singing part of it because they had to cut it down. Right. So in between there, I mean, Steve does a set in between he does a stand-up set yeah holy shit just for the like, crowd yeah like 10 15 minutes he does that damn so he's like his own warm-up well he got dude. he had this one guy who comes out there to do who you hear when you turn on you hear when you turn on uh when you turn on the uh show like the announcer guy yeah okay. he's the one who warms everybody up pretty uh. much i mean he's not a comedian but he uh he get out there and tell the rules know real entertaining with it and all the rest of that stuff right so you tell me you're a comic yeah yeah he knew i was a comic he knew i was a comic That's so we had a we had a good time man he, i mean his 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 final words you know <laughs> of encouragement or whatever was when you say final words it sounds like he's dead <laughs> right 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 <laughs> Nah, he was just telling me man if you want to make money in this business you got to have like an hour and 15 minutes of material you know, I have people laughing every 15, every uh, eight seconds. Yeah. So, Jesus. I mean, that's what he said, which, you know, if you're doing that shit, you're killing it. Yeah. 
Eight seconds. Me. That's fucked. <laughs> you say that's fucked? Yeah. <laughs> Bro, you doing that shit. You, you definitely killing me. Yeah. How do you write? Me? Yeah. Um. Shit, man. When I when I wake up in the morning, like I, you know, one thing that used to that you, that was good for me was when I was I was I'm an outside sales rep. So. So you was, you don't was, have to go in. Well, yeah, yeah, I I, I do. I, you got to pour it in sometimes. But when I was just out here in the streets, man, I would see different stuff that was hilarious all the time. You know what I'm saying? All the time I'm seeing some hilarious stuff. And I was, when I found myself, like, back in the day, like, constantly writing about it on uh, Facebook. Writing about it on Facebook all the time. Yeah. All the stuff I see. Because I was, back in the day, I was uh, selling, like, orthotics and arthritis equipment and stuff to, you know, senior citizens or whatever. So. What's an orthotic? Shoes? Like, yeah, orthotics, <laughs> like, back braces and stuff oh, like that. Oh, shit, okay. So I'm up here selling that to like senior citizens and you know, I'm in these senior citizen apartment buildings. You know, I'm seeing these senior citizens fighting over pizza. Oh my God. You know, it was crazy. And I write about it and you know, people tell me, man, I just like looking at your Facebook statuses cause uh -huh. that's funny. You know what I'm saying? I don't, so you're selling them like back braces and canes and Right. Do you show it with like a briefcase, just all that stuff no, jammed man. in there? No, man. I I, uh, I have it in my um, I have it in my in my case already. So I'll go in there. I do presentations in front of the seniors, and you got to get them to get their attention and to get them to come downstairs and listen. So you you know you got to go up and put flyers on doors, tell them you having a okay pizza party, you having a uh, ice cream social or something like that. That's gonna get them to come down. And you know, come down and listen to what you're saying. So, so you gotta sprinkle in some jokes, then, huh? Well, nah, this was back in the day. This is way before I was doing comedy. Right, right. So, no, nah, I mean, I just do that, and then they come down, and then you know, they get to liking you, and you start hearing things and seeing things, and it's like, sheesh. Then you just start, you put it together, man. And I was just, like I said, man, I was just writing stuff on Facebook because I, yeah. you know, I was just thought I was just funny on Facebook. And then uh, eventually it's just like, man, I was sitting around and like funny things are just coming in my head. So I'm just writing them in my notebook all the time, writing them in my notes, writing them in my notes all the time. Yeah, yeah. I was like, man, I got to share this with somebody. So that's when I decided, man, I'm going to get on stage and, and just Hell start yeah. telling these stories. And then once you do it and then you get like super comfortable with it, you know, you just keep on going, man. And it. You know, everything ain't, ain't going to be funny to everybody. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? My, my sense of humor might be different than somebody else's sense of humor. But I'm going to make somebody laugh. You know what I'm saying? And then if and if people don't laugh and you think it's funny, sure, you got to rewrite it. Take that, something yeah, out. Yeah, dude, that's what I think, like, the best way to go about this is, like, like, yeah, you think of something that's funny and you're trying to convince the other the crowd what you thought of is funny right you know like yeah because i don't know i i guess i i think of other people who like try and just write like i heard one dude who who said that the way that he writes jokes is uh 
he puts something up on Facebook and then oh. sees who responds to it the most. Oh, yeah, throw stuff on Facebook? Yeah, but I think that's so weird because it's like, like, what is your sense of humor, you know? Like, because I feel like that's just playing to the crowd, well, which you got to do kind of, but, like, who are you? Well, at the end of the day, man, I mean, that's kind of what I could have did. Cause yeah. like if you saying if you saying it like I think you saying it, like I used to throw stuff on Facebook that I just thought was funny. So is he is he doing that throwing stuff on Facebook, seeing what's funny? Then if he get a lot of responses or a lot of likes, he say, okay, this is some good material. I'm gonna use that now. Yeah, kinda. So, yeah, I mean, I would I would do that too. Yeah. I mean, I do that now every now and again. I might throw some on Facebook, see what people think about it, see if they laughing. Right. And I say, okay, this this is street. I'm gonna put this in my notes. And I'll work, it, work on this at a, at a later date, you know, at a later time. Yeah. I, I feel like it's, I mean, obviously it's completely different reading something in that format versus, you know, telling it on stage. Yeah. If they laughing at it when they reading it, you know, you sh- I mean, it depends on how you, you, you're saying it as well. They, yeah. They're hearing it in a funny manner in their brain and laughing. You should be able to. You should be able to use it. It's your material. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It. It's crazy. Like, I was in um, L.A. over Christmas, and I went to the Comedy Store. You know. Okay. Which is, I feel like, the holy grail of stand-up, kind of. Right. And there was, like, they did a, a show, and it was like all like headliners in the front, and you know, towards the back, it started to get like really shitty. Yeah. And it was like a marathon show, which I didn't even know they really did, you know? Meaning it was forever? Yeah, it's like everyone gets 10 minutes, and then there's like 20 comics. And by the Damn. end, it's like, holy fuck. Damn. And it's and at the end, it's comics who aren't doing anything. Like, legit people who had zero jokes, like, no stories. Did, just, you, did you get a chance to perform? No, I didn't. Um, but, uh, and then there was this one dude who just had like the right charisma and like timing and told these fucking shitty jokes uh-huh. but it was better than like the crowd responded way more to that than you know right somebody who thought he had something clever but just couldn't say it right right, right. you know that's a big that's a big thing man getting yeah. the crowd to like you dude yeah yeah, I feel like starting off with uh, softballs and then yeah, you get them on your side and then you can kind of like say something a little fucked up. Dude, so you sat through two hours? Dude, yeah. Or more? Yeah. Man, I wouldn't have did that shit. Was you waiting to get up or something? No, no. I Like, I legit just wanted to see a couple of the comics that were on that show. Oh, okay. Which was sick. You saw a couple of them that you knew yeah, already. Like, okay. like these like people who have been on Netflix and had specials on Comedy Central and stuff. Okay, so he's one. I got you. Yeah. But towards the end, it was like just fucking dog shit. It's like worse than the worst comics here. Wow. I felt like. Yeah, I would have had to... Uh, yeah, I understand. You want to see a couple... Yeah, I would do that too if I wanted to see... There was a couple people I wanted to see if like Gary Owen was in there and and Lavelle Crawford or, you know, Ari Spears. I was like, okay, well, yeah. I'll sit through this shit. But I, I would have known they would have been in the top comics, so I would have been... I wouldn't have waited to the end, the, the last comics, bro. That, yeah. Well, it just got to a point where it was starting to get weird and, like, interesting because it was fucking weird. Yeah. 
and we were like well I mean you know we, we don't have anything else to do so might as well ride this out and see how weird it gets and it got fucking weird <laughs> did you hit any stages in uh, LA I didn't I, I've done it before um, I don't know like I was out there to visit family and I was feeling down about stand up so I didn't really like give it an effort but yeah I've done one mic at the store which was cool like it, it was the same it was the same stage that Chappelle filmed his set at the store okay in the belly room okay which was I mean there's like nobody there but <laughs> to be on that same stage and Mike was yeah. pretty sick yeah no doubt man I mean, I, I'm going to be in L.A. in uh, April. Are you in due time? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to a, a convention called Comics Rock Convention. Okay. So it should be a, a good learning experience for me. Um, that's pretty much why I'm going to get some learning and, and get some stage time out there, man, to see, you know, to see what it's like on stage out in Cali. Yeah. Do you know, uh, do you know anybody out there? Hmm. I'm gonna say no. There's there's one dude who like just recently moved out there, uh, Ron Taylor. Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. right. I know Ron and he, Trey. Dude, you and, should hit him up because he works at the store. Yeah yeah yeah. I, I got Ron's number. You right? Okay. I had to think about it. when you said that. I was thinking like long family. But yeah, Ron. Right. Oh. Ron and Trey and yeah, I do know people. I know uh, Clayton Thomas. I got a, a friend that I went to school with. He's uh he works out there so. Yeah, I know I know a few people out there, man. Cool. I'm going to try to get as much time as I can in between these shows or whatever. Yeah. Or between these uh these classes or these little trainings or whatever they're supposed to be having. So it's like a convention, but not, it, yeah, I don't get it. It's called Comics Rock <laughs> Convention, so they got they're going to have different like they're going to put you on a couple of showcases. But they're going to have... So it almost sounds like a fest. But you pay more to, to do it? Uh, no, I, you know, festival's been, like, i be honest with you, man. I said, I'm, I'm new to comedy. Yeah. So Same. I've only been to one festival. That was in Memphis. And for that festival, it was basically, you know, showcasing. You know, they had different shows put together. W- were you this on one, it? Yeah, I was in it. Okay. That's why I went down there. But this one is more like a... um. It's more like... They got uh, classes on how to market yourself online or right. classes on how to build your contract, stuff like that, things to learn the business side. It's bad. And they got they got classes on writing jokes or learning jokes and shit like that too, but I just wanted to go mainly for the business side to learn the business side of it better. Right. I, that stuff, like, I'm kind of, like, weary about, like... Because I wonder, you know, how many... I guess I feel like the best way to to do stand-up is just to throw yourself into it and just keep grinding. Yeah. And for sure, like... Study. Yeah, like, learning the business side is probably a completely different thing, and maybe that's why I'm not a working comic, but... <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I look at it like this. At the end of the day, you know, a lot of... Like, you always hear a lot of athletes or you a lot of comics or a lot of actors or a lot of you know different people in entertainment getting screwed out of their money yeah because they didn't take the time to learn the business side of it and you for sure and you trusted somebody else 
with your business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At the end of the day, if you this is what you want to do for a living, you know, it's not just your business. You are a business. You know what I'm saying? You are the the comic. Your jokes are the products that you're selling. Yeah, dude, it's weird. You're like a salesperson. I am. I I, I know I am. So, you know, you can't just you can't just trust everybody with your with your product, man. For sure. Now, if you knew how to, you know how much more of the money you could keep if you actually knew how to handle the business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. But when you don't handle the business, that means somebody else got to get a percentage to handle the business for you. Yeah. So that's why I want to learn the business better, the bookings, what to expect, you know, as far as getting paid, because I do want to take it to that next level. Yeah. Don't we all? Yeah, it's all about that work, man. Yeah, dude. It's all about that work. It's all about the exposure. It's all about getting seen, you know, because you never know who's going to see you and can push you to that next level or, you know, give you that helping hand. Yeah. You don't run a show, do you? No. Would you ever? Huh? Would you? Yeah, I had a show before. Oh, shit. I had a show, like, when I first started doing comedy... I opened up a, uh, I had a, a show over on um, Gratiot and like Nine Mile at this bar called uh, Allure. And it, it was it was good for a minute, man. It was just like, we was doing it every week and then right. it just started dying down because, you know, it was on a Sunday. It's like, man, you can't, you're saying people ain't gonna keep coming every single week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Sunday is kind of like, I, I take that day off usually. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 rough, man. So end up dying, and like I ended up closing. It was like the last time I was there, it was two people showed up. Two comics or two crowd? Just two, two guests total. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The time before that, two people showed up, and I was out here putting out flyers. I was out here talking to people. I was out here like I was really working hard. You know yeah, what I'm dude. saying? So like, man, this shit ain't. I mean, this ain't worth it, man. I, I was to a point where I didn't even want to go on Sundays no more. Yeah. Like, no. Dude, this is Sunday. I could be chilling. Like I've gone through that with my show. It's it's definitely like you know, peaks and valleys with how good they are, and right. also you know I'm. This is the first show I've ever run. Yeah. And I feel like I'm getting better at it, and it's getting consistently better. You run it by yourself. Yeah. I mean, okay. like like all of Brett Mercer or Zach helped me out. Yeah. Like do sound and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like when when I went to that bar, like I just went in there to play pool. I knew that I wanted to start a show, and when I went in there, there was this back room that was a fucking storage closet. <laughs> Not a closet, but you know they had like beer cans and like brooms back there and nothing yeah. else. But it's like, like it seats thirty four. Oh, that's perfect. And it's fucking tiny, drop ceiling, like. Is there a, is there a stage? Or yeah. You just there's a little stage. Good sound system, like. <clears throat> Somewhere, like how's the lighting in there though? Good, like I got like two like clamp lights from the ceiling that point down. It's dark as hell in there. Aside from that. So somebody can shoot a special in there if they wanted to. Yeah, dude, that'd be sick. I would love that. I would love to do one in there then if it's. You don't need a ton of people. Dude, yeah. And that's what's good about it. Because, like, you get 10 people in there. Yeah. And it feels like that's a small enough space 
to where that energy isn't lost. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, that. that's what I, I kind of wanted to model it after the belly room at yeah. the comedy store because it's super small. Like, you're right there. You're fucking jam-packed next to people. And it's on Mondays? Yeah. What, what time you do it? Nine. Okay. And it's in Hamtram? No, Corktown. Corktown. Yeah. So it's like right by the train station. Okay. Yeah. Like right by Slows and... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mercury Bar and that stuff. Yeah, man. You got to uh, text me the information because I put basically all the open mics or whatever. I put them in my calendar. Yeah. Every... Uh, Every week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so they pop up in my calendar every week. So if I am free or if I am around, you know, I can go and do it. Yeah, man. I'll do that. What, uh... Like, is there any, like, premises or anything that you're burnt out on hearing? Oh. Or, or like, like, what's, like... Like, the one... Like, you see somebody and they do this one thing and you're like, Oh, I can't pay attention to them. Um, not really. What about you? Um, I mean, uh, I think when people get s- stuck in that, like, uh, the comedy voice. Oh, yeah. You know? Like that. Like, because I want to... To me, that's like the DJ voice, you know? Yeah. So what's the comedy voice? I know Cam mentioned something about that before. Yeah, so the comedy voice to me is like... So, guys... The other day, yeah. like very like, and I, I guess I only see like white people do this. Yeah. But yeah, like that. And what's the deal? Like kind of that fucking like almost Seinfeld Seinfeld do you? Yeah. Or like, you ever notice like, yeah, I don't know. Just, is it, yeah. Like I, I strive real hard to just talk like myself. Yeah. And I, and that's what I want to hear too, you know? Right, right. Yeah, so the, I guess I don't hear that as much. Yeah. Man, but I know, like, Cam had mentioned something about, man, I need to work on getting me more of a comic voice. I mean, I guess you want to... Oh, see, there's, that, that's different, though. Like, having your, to me at least, having your defined, like, uh, way that you speak. Yeah. That's not, like, the, the cookie-cutter comedy voice. Yeah. As in the same way, like, a cookie-cutter DJ voice, you know? Right, right. But, so you want to be distinct, though. Yeah, but just not like Dave Chappelle. You, you yeah. know, Dave Chappelle. You hear Dave Chappelle, you know it's Dave Chappelle for sure. It's like Kevin Hart. You know, you hear Kevin Hart. You know it's Kevin Hart or yeah, um, or, or like Dangerfield. Or, or, yeah, yeah. Like they have very distinct ways of talking. Cat Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Rodney's probably one of my favorite. Really? Comics. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yeah. Definitely. He got so many punchlines. He hit you with so many punchlines so quick. Yeah, dude. Like a barrage where you don't have a chance to breathe, man. It's crazy. Like, I mean, I don't know a lot about him, but, you know, he didn't hit success until way later in his life. Yeah. After he had been, like, what was he doing? Like, selling pipes or roofing shit or something like that? Yeah, that's what people tell me. Because I was like, man, I almost feel like I'm in a... uh, I'm in a race because I started so late. I'm I'm 41 right now. Yeah. About to be 42, and I started when I was 40. So, how old are you? How old do you think I am? Uh, 30. Yep. Are you 30? Yeah, 30. Yeah. Well, you see, I feel like I started late too. <laughs> <laughs> and I started at 27. 
but you know you see people that start at fucking like 19 like I wish I would have thought of that right well you know I I, I thought I thought about that sometimes and think about where I would be but then you know for me at my age I know I've seen a lot of things you know what I'm saying yeah that I can use in the comedy world for sure I can use for comedy I can say okay you know I, I can talk about other things just a lot of a, a plethora of things you know what I'm saying based upon experiences I've had in my life so that's what makes me be like oh okay well, it's, it's cool and just you know you know at the end of the day man it's, it's people that have been in this thing since they was for 10 15 years and still kind of struggling you know what I mean yeah yeah and, yeah and I think that's like a really scary part about it too you know is like committing 10 to 15 years and like like my biggest fear is committing that much time and yeah. then uh, I'm still at the same spot yeah but I also think that's like if you're not being real with yourself you know yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm the fucking best, but your joke structure hasn't improved, like, your punchlines, your timing. Like, if none of that has improved... Right. That's fucking your fault for being in that same spot, you know? Right. Not studying, not getting out here. Some yeah. people some people don't... They undervalue the value of getting on stage on a regular basis. I think that's the most important part. Yeah. That and writing. Some people don't. Some people don't see the value in it, man. And yeah. that's where that's where the problem lies. You got to get out here. You got to get out here and work out your material. That's like that's like going to the gym. You know what I'm saying? Oh, for sure. You yeah. Get out here and go to the gym, man. Dude, yeah. I just feel like yeah, hitting every room that you can do, writing, and not being a dick. Yeah. See, my <laughs> my my philosophy is. Like me personally, this this is what I'm I'm live off of, and it's don't mean I'm right and somebody else is wrong. But my thing is, do the stuff that's going to benefit you. You know what I'm saying? Like hitting a microphone every night might be a benefit. It might not be benefit. But what if you hit a microphone three days a, a night, but two days a night you're on a radio show? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or one day a night you're working on memes and working on videos and skits that you want to do. Yeah, you know, to me, it's it's. I want to be a well-rounded entertainment, not just a comic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So you want to create your like, almost like your empire or whatever. Yeah, I mean, you just gotta. My philosophy is this, man. You never know who's gonna need what or see what. Yeah. So I make a lot of memes. I don't know if you ever been through my my page and seen my memes or whatever. Uh-uh. See, I don't do any of that shit. So I create a bunch of memes, but you know I'm also on a, a radio show. That's that's uh, like a nationwide radio show. Damn. That's on the internet, pretty much. Um, one of my boys called me to to put like a little uh, uh, radio skit together for him. Do that, you know. Um, shit, man, do as much as you can, bro. Yeah. What? Well, just, I, I mean, that's box in the comedy world. That's why I do this. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I always say it's like, it's like we wouldn't be having this conversation at a mic, you know. Yeah. And it's it's rad to get all these different point of views and yeah. you know talk shop. 
Yeah, man. That's my thing, man. Just, just like people say, create multiple forms of income. Yeah, so you I do gotta you put your, you know, try to get your name out there in the radio world. Try to get your name out there in the video world. That's how a lot of these um, internet stars become stars. Yeah, that don't mean they funny like that. Yeah, how how do you feel about like people like that though taking over spots at clubs though? I mean, if if you're funny, you're funny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if they if they can be funny, shooting videos, and then they they get translated to the stage, man, good for them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. But you still got to get on stage in front of people. For sure. And I, I feel like that's a totally different skill. And also, well, I mean, it, it hasn't affected me at, at all, but, you know, I've heard, you know, comics that are working clubs get angry at these internet stars who yeah. are booking the dates, which, yeah, it sucks. But it's all business, man. These people, yeah, man. these internet people. In got the end, the club is the fucking business. Yeah, they got 100,000 followers in the town and they can and, and they and they know they bring them in town and out of 100,000 they gonna have 1,500 people come and spend money in there but the next man who they ain't an internet guy can't bring that type of crowd well so you better bring the person who can bring the 1,500 people yeah that's the bottom line man it's, it's about numbers yeah you know, at the end of the day you mess around and lose your business trying to be fair and friendly you right. know what I'm saying but you can have a thriving business if you do the right business thing. Yeah. So that's just my philosophy on it, man. If they're not, but if they're not funny, you know, yes, at the end of the yeah, day, fuck it's, it's business. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it'll come out. Yeah. It'll uh, show. Yeah. You ever thought about quitting? No. I mean, I'm, I'm too new to be thinking about quitting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm because I got my company, Parham Entertainment. You know, I thought about managing a couple of people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I thought about, you know. Can I submit you a tape? <laughs> I, I, I got to beat you in a comp- competition first, huh? <laughs> nah, man. <It's, laughs> I I I, uh, I got I I thought about, but then you know, I can I can manage folks. But I want to have myself together and have my connections together first. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I, I figured if I want to get into that area where I'm going to say, you know what, I'm done doing comedy. I just want to manage comedians. I got to at least have, in my opinion, connections and plugs in a bunch of different areas so I can, and relationships built, so I can send my, my artist over to here. I can send them over to Punchline in Philadelphia. I can yeah, send them over sure. to here. I don't want to be... You know, begging. Oh man, I got this artist. Can you please let him get on your stage, dude? So, yeah, like I think about how much time I spend, you know, going to mics and writing and thinking about this stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. It's weird thinking about what I did before this. Yeah, you know, I mean, before this, I was playing music, but it wasn't anywhere near the time commitment. What kind of music were you playing? Were you playing an instrument, or you like yeah. DJing? Instruments. Oh, okay. Was it a metal band? Okay. <laughs> um, metal band and skateboard. Yeah. In Arizona. Yep. That's where you originally from. Yeah. Born and raised. Yeah. Brought you to f- Michigan, man. 
This is the first place I've lived that it wasn't Arizona. Who brought you over here? You you in witness protection? <laughs> Dude, see, when we moved into my neighborhood, somebody thought that we were. I was like some secret agent or something because I over there where you live now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, no, so at the time I had this job or I was doing like remote computer work. Okay. So me and my girl bought a trailer. And then we just drove around the country for a while visiting friends. Okay. And we... Where you would now? Yeah. Okay. And we, uh, we, yeah, we stopped in, in Michigan to visit a friend, hung out for a while, and then liked it and knew that we wanted to move, so... Out of Arizona. Yeah. Cold-ass Michigan. Yeah. So now you had to buy a coat, bro. Dude, I lucked out. Like, I got a nice... Uh, this uh, car that I got with me. Yeah. I got it at value world for 10 bucks my first winter oh okay yeah but yeah more coats and not sweating through my clothes i guess i guess i'm just talking shit because i'm from michigan yeah i see the the weather i'm like man i wish i was in Dude. arizona right now no see like i i'm still excited about the snow like i'm happy <laughs> that there's snow on the ground dude when i first went to uh when i first not my first when i first started my job i'm at right now and we went to training in South Carolina, I'm not South Carolina, in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. There was a, uh, there were people from Florida, man. It started snowing one day, and they never saw snow before. I couldn't understand Damn. what they were talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're going to play in the snow. I thought she was being a smart ass. Oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. She's like, no, I've never seen snow before, except like on TV. Dude, yeah. Like, Dude. There's yeah. people out there like that exist, I guess. I fucking love driving in my neighborhood when it's there's snow all over the ground. Oh yeah. Cause yeah, cause I'm drifting around the curbs like. Right. Yeah. Like that shit's fun to me. Still, I mean, I'm sure I'll get burnt out on it eventually, but. So you didn't you in Michigan the state since you uh, since I'm assuming you don't have a computer job no more. No. Now it's just like video work. Um. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's funny, man. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to shit. I'm, I'm trying to. I, I put out a meme with my picture holding a uh, cardboard box saying, uh, "Book me somewhere warm." <laughs> I, I'll work. I'll do jokes. I'll do jokes for. Uh, I say I'll do jokes for warmth or something like that. Yeah, dude. But I'll ha- work have you ever warmth. been in Arizona in the middle of summer? Yeah, don't, I don't even like that shit. Dude, I'm talking about, let me go in the winter, bro. I went to. Uh, I was going to L.A. See, I, I think I'd rather be cold than hot at this point in my life. Yeah, I was going to uh, California, and we had a layover in Arizona. And Arizona, uh, shit, walking from the ho- walking from the airplane to the terminal, man, I felt like a damn rotisserie chicken walking through that dude, day. Dude, what what month was it? It had to been like in June. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's fucked up. And you know when you when you flying over and you about to land in every single house have a swimming pool. Yeah, man. It's shit, it might even be too hot for the swimming pool. Yeah, they get warm. Yeah, like sometimes that, you get in the pool and it's like jacuzzi temperature. Right, you be in that bitch like a uh, bag of tea bag, a tea bag or something, bro. <laughs> you, you know you can cook cookies in your car in the summer. Yeah, I heard about people frying eggs. Yep, totally doable. It's it's fucked up. Wow. Yeah. Have you tried that? No. <laughs> So when y'all have automatic starters over there, it's automatic starters to start your <laughs> yeah. with the AC on. Yeah, totally. I need to get one of those. 
I couldn't imagine, bro. You have to have tinted windows oh. so the sun ain't beating on, on your yeah. interior. My my mom, like, she drove around for a lot of her job yeah. when we lived in Arizona. And her left arm was way darker than her right one. Wow. Just from fucking driving around. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah, a different world out there. Yeah, man. I mean, I like to visit, but... Yeah. Like you, like you just brought up a good point. I don't want to be there in the summertime. Dude, yeah. See, yeah. I went there. So on my, I was working another job back in the day, and we was going to California for training. And uh, and I know how hot it was. We was in Pasadena, playing. I was playing golf on a Rose Bowl, Rose Bowl course, and it was so hot, man. Somebody tried to give me some water, and the water was hot. I <laughs> gave it to him. <laughs> yep. Like, man, this, man, I can wash my hands with this. It's hot. Dude, people will go um, vacation in Arizona all the time during yeah. summer, and then they'll go out for a hike on this, like, famous, it's called Camelback Mountain. Yeah. And then they don't bring water, and then they fucking die. Like, a lot of people die on this mountain every summer. Die? Yeah. Like They're not prepared? No. First of all, I ain't hiking in Arizona in the <laughs> summer, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Because y'all got rattlesnakes and stuff out there, Fuck man. Fuck yeah, man. I'm straight on that. Yeah. And they don't always rattle before they strike. You they might, don't. You might step up on one real quick. Dude, yeah. I watch all that shit, man. National Geographic. So, yeah, hell no. Nah. Dude, my niece ran over a rattlesnake. Did she? And, and she didn't see it, and then she got out of her car, and then it bit her. Really? Yeah, dude. I mean, she didn't see it after she got out and, and no. looked to see it. Well, she didn't see it in to begin with. It was like on the driveway, yeah. and she just pulled into the driveway, and then got out and got bit by it in the ankle. Damn. Yeah. I'm assuming she lived. Yeah, she's alive. She was all messed up though. <laughs> yeah, she's retired now. <laughs> <laughs> she's not. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, that's that's the thing I would want to be around, bro. Just them snakes and all that shit. Yeah, scorpions. That's all. That, do y'all have to deal with that too? Yep. What else y'all deal with, man? Talk me out of wanting to go to Arizona. Um, I don't know. I mean, like if you go out, you know, outside of the city, you know, towards the suburbs, there's going to be like wildlife like that, you know? Mm. So scorpions will get in your house. Mm. And it's like the little ones, those are the worst ones because they don't, like when you get stung by them. Yeah they just like give out like all their fucking poison mm. as opposed to the bigger ones they like they can control give out, it. yeah they can tr- whatever yeah yeah i so heard the, that too dude yeah there's that like i'd run into snakes like walking home from the bus you know rattles yeah man shit yeah um so yeah i don't know aside from that it's pretty cool except for it's hot well, let me come around across a rattlesnake and i'm cutting the grass Chop that son bitch Dude, up. You you know you can still get bit by one if its head is cut off, right? Yeah, that's why they bury them. Yeah. They bury the heads. Dude, that is fucked. Like, I just remember my dad uh, taking its head and tail off. Uh-huh. And the head still fucked. Like, my, our family friend wanted to keep it. Yeah. And He wanted it, to keep the snake? He wanted to keep the head and the rattle. Okay. And so we put him in a sandwich bag for him. And it's still like biting, and the tail's still fucking moving in there. Wow. That is, dude. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> that's my uh, 
I was watching, like I said, I watch a lot of National Geographics, a lot of survival type shows. Yeah. And um, they put uh, they uh, 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 I was watching one and they they bury the heads, dude, of the rattlesnakes when they uh, after they catch them or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We should be there about six fifty. I'm assuming. Cool. Yeah, and like Arizona's rad, but like in Detroit, there's so many different types of people. Yeah. Like. Arizona, you gotta have Hispanics and whites and blacks out there. Not a lot of black people. Really? Yeah, like it's legit. A lot of Mexicans, a lot of white people, and then it's like the white people are divided by religion. So it's like there's whole cities that are, it's like mostly Mormons. Right. And then there's like you know the Christians and Catholics and yeah, and then Mexicans. Wow. Yeah. It's like, man, Detroit do have pockets like New York. Yeah, dude. And like, that was my big, like, moving here, I was worried about there not being any good Mexican food anymore. Oh, man. You but right the in, fucking Southwest? Yeah, you right around the corner from Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and there's Pole Town and Hamtramck, right Dearborn. Dude, so many different types of people. That's why I feel like it's kind of unique for... Well, and maybe it's like more towards the New York vibe because there's so many different types of people that you run into right. at all the different rooms, you know? Right. Right. You're right, man. Like, the one comic uh, in Arizona, he's a black dude, and he has a joke about seeing, like, going into a room and seeing another black dude there. Uh-huh being worried that all the white people tricked all the black people into one room because uh-huh. you know there's not that many black people right there. right yeah my my boy one of the other big boys of comedy he uh he um he lived in arizona for quite a while i think his family lives over there uh-huh. so he talks about how, how great it is and all that stuff and the people and all that stuff so yeah man i, I definitely I definitely wouldn't mind visiting. Yeah. Keep me away from the rattlesnakes. Yeah, dude. No, it's worth visiting. That's fun. Rattlesnakes, they don't come in the inner city, though, do they? Nah, not really. That's just for people living in the suburbs? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's wild as hell. Yeah, man. That's weird. Well, you, you know anybody else who's going to be at this competition? Uh, I don't. I, I know the dude running it, Garrett. Okay. You know him? No. Um... Like you know him, know him, or know him just through Facebook. Oh, I met him a few times. I've done a okay. couple, couple shows with him. Okay. Um, but uh, he's gonna be filming the sets. Okay. If, if you want to record and you just gotta ask him. And I think I was gonna give him like twenty bucks or something for it. Was he recording it for? It? Uh, well, I just like because last year when I did this, somebody offered up like, "Hey, I'll record your set and send it to you for twenty bucks." Mm. And I was like, "Oh, that sounds great." And then I, you know, paid 20 bucks and then I fucking bombed. And now I have a video of me bombing in high quality, you know? <laughs> HD? Yeah, HD bombing. Um, but yeah, so I just reached out to him and I, I asked him if anybody was doing that and he said he'd do it, which hopefully I don't eat shit tonight. Because I also think like having a good or a decent set that's at a club is good to... Uh, good for submissions you know yeah yeah no doubt yeah 
Yeah. I need a new submission video. Yeah, don't don't use the one that bombed. Yeah, fuck no. How do you know? How do you know you bombed just because people don't laugh? No, like, I mean, for me, I felt like I bombed. Like I did better than the dude who ran the light for fucking five minutes and then had to get walked off. Mm. Like I did better than that. Right. But at that point, like, I don't know. I was either sick or something where I didn't get up for a week. And I tried too much new material yeah. and just tried to force it, you know, because it's like getting in that sweet spot of like, of like, you know, your shit and then you can sprinkle in maybe like a couple new things and have fun, you know? Right. And I think that's what, like with these competitions, sometimes like they don't, they don't fucking mean shit. But sometimes, like, with the one at Ridley's that I did last, I got in my own head, you know. Yeah. And was like, oh, I got to do good. This is my good material, and I'm going to force it on these people, even though I'm not doing good. Yeah. And I forgot that I just need to, like, focus on having fun. Yeah. Like, I think that's, yeah, that's where I'm at. turn it into a job man yeah totally it's snowing out here i don't know it's fucking it's foggy like i'm seeing though. snow behind me i can't see it in front of me yeah me neither yeah i don't know T- tonight should be fun yeah man make fun make fun have a good time yeah yeah Ugh. all right well i'd say this is a pretty good uh stopping point yeah man it's good man yeah, appreciate you having me on man of course um yeah once i post it i'll let you know all right cool. but fuck yeah Thanks, man. Yeah.